Welcome to Oh, I Like That, a podcast about things we like and occasionally things we don't. This is our first episode, so we're going to tell you what this podcast is and who we are. So we are both editors who've been working in lifestyle and service journalism for several years. I'm Rachel Wilkerson Miller and on Twitter and Instagram at T-H-E underscore R-E-W-M. I am currently the deputy editor of Vice Life and I'm also the author of two books, most recently, The Art of Showing Up, How to Be There for Yourself and Your People. I also blog and write a regular newsletter at justgoodshit.com and I live in Brooklyn. And I'm Sally. You can find me on Twitter at Sally T. I've been an editor and lifestyle journalist for six years. And before that, I was a community organizer. I live in Philly and I'm the co-host of two other podcasts, The Struggle Bus, a mental health and advice show, and Co-op Mood, a show about video games. On this podcast, we'll be talking about stuff we're into right now. So shows we're watching, things we're reading, recipes, other recommendations, and things we think more people should know about, as well as our thoughts on what's going on around us, like big cultural moments and viral stories. We also have a lot of opinions on interpersonal relationships, group dynamics, boundaries, that kind of stuff, Uh, the kind of stuff you might find on the Am I the Asshole subreddit. So we'll be talking about how to get along with other people and how to be a person in society. Uh, Sally and I talk about this stuff all day over text and Slack. So this is the podcast version of those conversations. All right. So let's get into it. Uh, We're going to start out with uh, a a little vibe check. Rachel, how are you feeling? What's the vibe right now? The vibe is fine right now. It's not the best, but it's okay. Um, It's Friday, which is great. Feeling energized because of that. But Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we've got an election looming and that I think is going to make the vibe not as good as it could be for the foreseeable future. And um, we're also living in a pandemic. So the vibe is vibe is is getting there, but I don't know. How about you? Yeah, grading grading on a curve of pandemic and election season, the the vibe is medium, I would say. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh it's it's poor to medium. Um yeah. I, in addition to that, uh, there was a car alarm going off on my block for a minute at like three in the morning. (laughs) And, uh, one of my, one of my superhuman abilities is once I'm awake, I cannot go back to sleep no matter what. So I've been, I've been awake for a number of hours that, uh, a, a number of hours that doesn't make sense considering what time it is in the morning right now. So, but I will say, it is Friday, which means it's almost the weekend, and uh, I feel good about that. So I feel like um, on a macro level, kind of the vibe is dot, 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 fine. Yeah. Uh, and on a micro level, it's like fine plus. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think this week was a was a rough one for me. I mean, it was for a lot of people, but I think, you know, we talked about, I think it was Tuesday that I texted you and I was just like, I feel really overwhelmed. I feel really like just on edge. I feel really sad. I don't know. I was just not spinning out, but was in it just like wasn't doing great. And Mm -hmm. um, you gave me – well, first you asked if I wanted to vent or if I wanted to be – if I wanted hopeful talk, and which was a nice question to be asked. I said I wanted both. So first you let me vent and then you gave me some good advice for dealing with election despair, which is stuff that I knew, but like it was really helpful to hear it from you in that moment. So I thought it might be nice if you shared it with everyone else. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So I mean the first thing I did was try to explain that I'm trying to trademark hope talk because I feel like, I feel like pep talk can, uh, can like start to morph into like toxic positivity. Mm -hmm. Um, hope talk doesn't really have the same ring to it, but we'll workshop it. We'll get there. (laughs) But, um, yeah. So, I mean, 
I have found that doing thing, doing like election related volunteering and volunteer volunteering related to like uh, election protection and voter suppression has been really helpful. Um, not just for the sort of like Pollyanna thing of like, you'll feel better contributing to society. Um, but because when you do that stuff, you get connected with tons of other people who are also doing that stuff. And it kind of uh, pulls the camera back a little bit and lets you and like allows you to see that there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are like have the same fears as you do, but also are feeling empowered through this work. And it, it just connects you to hope because um, people are doing this stuff because they have hope that if they do it, it can contribute to change. Um, so one thing I was suggesting was like that. And then the other thing is, um, is like, I think I, I believe I said divest from mainstream news. Yes. <laughs> um, so I, I like a, a thing I'm a big fan of, I mean, you, you, you are my mentor in terms of like <laughs> not looking at Twitter as much and like being off Twitter. But I, another thing that I've been doing is like not relying just on mainstream, uh, news outlets to tell me the news because, and, and to, and not just to take that away, but to replace that with like getting updates and emails and like communications from organizers and activists, um, that are working really hard and have been working hard for years and years and years and generations and generations and generations. Because again, it gives you this context that like we are in a fight that has been going on for a really long time. And we are part of a long legacy of people who are scared, but also taking part in a resistance. And um, that I think is a really important perspective to have, not just because it like makes you feel better about things, but because it, it actually reflects reality. And I think if I can just get like really happy for a second, I think that like something that white supremacy and capitalism wants us to do is be alienated from our power and alienated from our innate wisdom about justice and alienated from one another. And when you connect with activists who are actively rejecting that, um, you, you just start to feel a different way. You start to feel connected to other people. You feel connected to your own power, connected to like the idea of like justice. Um, and it's the thing that is like getting me through it's been getting me through things since like November 9th, 2016, but like <laughs> it's also been really helpful during this election season and this past summer. Yeah, I think it's really good advice. And I think one thing that I've been heartened by is since 2016, um, people are doing the work. And so I'm I'm really excited that the message of like get involved, you can do something has been – has is out there and people are doing it. And so that's – I think that's what's really exciting to see is that – everyone's doing stuff and you're just, you're picking the things that work for you and make sense for you and that you can do and doing them. And we need people doing all sorts of things. And you can probably find something that works for you, whatever limitations you have, whatever causes you support the most, like there's probably something you can be doing. And so I think, I don't know, I, I've been really excited by how many of my friends are text banking or making phone calls who weren't four years ago. And like, mm -hmm. I don't know, it just, there's a change happening and it's, I don't know, there's like a civic uh, engagement happening that's really reassuring and it feels really good to be a part of. Totally. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I feel strongly that um, it's like a very good sign. Yeah, I hope so. But it, until then, I'm going to spend the weekend doing more stuff and staying off Twitter and hopefully that'll make for a better vibe overall. 
Yeah, I'm going to like bury my phone in the backyard or something. (laughs) Okay, so now that we've established our vibe check, um, let's move into our first kind of main segment, which we are calling chatting about a thing, which we don't need to explain too much what that is because it's exactly as described. Uh, And the thing we're going to be chatting about is fall shit. Fall is here. Everyone is excited. about. Well, not everyone, but most people I think are pretty excited about this. Um, It is a very beloved season, a very welcome season. And um, yeah, let's start off just what are your thoughts on fall, Sally? So here's the thing about fall that I really like. Um, And this is like, I think, very specific to someone who's lived in the Northeast basically all of their life with a couple of exceptions, which is that like the season's changing remind you that you're but a pawn in mother nature's game and like whatever mother nature throws at you, like you have to deal with it. Um, and, and I think that like fall is the best example of this because in the Northeast in particular, but you know, in other parts of the country too, you go from kind of a crushing oppressive humidity to, um, a bitter, bitter cold. And that in and of itself reminds me that mother nature is in charge, but also, the fact that like she, I'm like really into personifying mother nature right now. This is new for me, but I'm just going to, I'm going to go with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. Nothing matters yeah. right now. <laughs> exactly. Um, the fact that like she gives us just like a, a short period of time when it's like temperate and cool and neither oppressively hot nor oppressively cold, but then like yanks it away from you. Mm. Um, first of all, it's just like a power boss ass move. <laughs> um, mother nature is HBIC. Uh-huh. Um, but also it just kind of reminds you that like, look, this shit is bigger than you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like deal with the weather. Like, I'm sorry that you're only getting a little bit of, you know, nice, enjoyable, delightful weather, but like, you're not in charge. I am in charge. Okay. So anyway, that's my, like, that's my treatise on fall. And actually, <laughs> as I thought about this, I had a, another like 100 things to say, but I don't want to get into all of them here. I want to hear what your fall thoughts are, Rachel. Well, I completely agree that it is a time when sort of nature reigns supreme in a good way. I feel like it's a time where you can sort of, I mean, you can feel it, you can feel awe anytime, but I think, I think fall is a time when awe is a, an emotion that's a lot more present and there's something really sort of overwhelming, humbling, and lovely about seeing things like the leaves changing or light streaming through the trees. And like, I don't know, there's something about it that just does feel really special and sort of magical. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that is absolutely correct. I also think this year I'm thinking of fall as truly a time to prepare for winter more than ever. Um, I wrote a post about this for Vice recently, but I think like this is the time to prepare for winter. We know that this winter is going to be rough. Like that's been said for the past several months since the pandemic began. And so I'm spending this fall really looking ahead and thinking, okay, what are the things that in three months I will wish that I had done when, you know, the supply chain was still relatively operational while, you know, like certain items hadn't sold out yet. Like how can I be thinking ahead a little bit? Um, One thing I'm thinking about is like, you know, making sure that we have, you know, canned goods and some pasta and things like that, not by, you know, going to the store and clearing out the shelves, but just like adding a little bit every week so that you're like Mm -hmm. building it up. So thinking about what are some things you can do now 
whether that's getting warm, warmer gear so that you can see people outside or whether it's like making some changes to your home setup so that you can be more comfortable if you're working or studying from home. Like what are the things that you you can do now to like really set yourself up for success or just like the least bad version of the winter that we're probably going to have. Yeah, that's so awesome. I'm really, really glad that you wrote that and that you brought this up because it, I, it wouldn't have occurred to me. Like I, the way I prepare for things normally prepare in quotation marks is just feel really like anxious about them and like ruminate about them (laughs) and then, um, but not actually do anything to prepare. So since you have been talking about this, I've been thinking about the things that I want to do to prepare for winter because you know, I mean, it's going to be, I feel like it is going to be pretty dark. I feel like, you know, we'll likely have like a spike in coronavirus cases. I think, you know, it's going to be, um, it's going to be like tougher to spend time outside, whether that's like seeing people or just like going for a walk, which I think is going to make us all feel more cabin fevery. Um, it's going to be dark. <laughs> like there's just like a lot of things to like, to anticipate. Um, so one thing that I've been thinking about, I found that in the beginning of the pandemic, um, when we were still under stay at home orders and things felt really surreal, like, and it felt very shocking to be in the middle of what was happening. I found myself rewatching like my favorite shows, um, and listening to podcast episodes that I knew really well. And, and I realized that what I was doing was consuming all this media that I knew where I knew how it was going to make me feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it wasn't a time for me to like branch out and try a new show because you never know if like, a sh- you know, I, st- I tried to read that book Severance. Have mm-hmm. you read that? Yeah, but- I read it. And, oh, you read it. Okay. Yeah. So I, I got like three pages in and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. This is about like this an apocalyptic like virus or something. Yeah. So I was like, so this isn't actually let me not try something brand new and untested. Let me like go back to the things where like I know maybe it's like not not even necessarily like only the things that make me feel warm and fuzzy. Like maybe I want to feel like a sense of suspense and I know that this show is going to do it for me or I want a story to be told to me, whatever. So what I'm doing is basically coming up with like an archive of my favorite mm. things that I can that I can go back to and just like have on deck. So I think I'm probably going to like start a rewatch of like a very absorbing TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like there are some podcasts that I re-listen to, but only like once every like year or a mm-hmm. couple of years so that it like stays fresh. So I'm going to do that. So, I mean, that's my thing. Um, media consumption is a big part of my life. So <laughs> I'm going to make that a big part of my winter. I love that. I think that's a really good plan. I think that everyone I think needs sort of a a feel-good list or sort of tried and true things to turn to because I think it's so easy when you're feeling stressed to kind of forget everything you know about what makes you feel good or feel connected or whatever. So just putting that list together when you're sort of clear-headed about it and not in desperate need of it at the moment, I think is a really good idea that you can just have that to refer back to. That is so, that is so real. Yeah. That, that, that like forgetting that you have access to like knowing how to make yourself feel better, man. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We've done, we haven't done this specific thing before, but I think most of us have had bad seasons before and bad times before. So it's like, we do have some of the tools for coping that we can adapt to this time or, you know, bring back in some small way. So I think it's really helpful to think about what has worked for you in the past and how can you incorporate that or sort of remix it to make sense for this time of our lives. Totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So kind of on that note, one of the things that I love about fall is the sense of, you know, it's a new school year. There's a bit of like 
sort of a self-improvement, new year, new me vibe in the air and also a like back to school and being studious vibe. So for me, it's a really good time to sort of like set some new goals, read something new, read some kind of self-help or something to that effect. So um, I started a new book the other night called The Power of Ritual, which is like exactly what I want this time of year. Um, So I'm only a little bit into it, but already I started reading it the other night and I was like, this is exactly what I want right now. And also I think like a lot of people, I've been kind of struggling to read this year. And so just it was when I was, it was the day that I was feeling particularly down. And so I was like, I'm going to try to read instead of reading news or being on my phone, doing anything like that, or even watching TV. And it was just like lit a couple candles and turned Mm -hmm. all the lights on in the house. It was really cozy. And just like we put on some music and I just sat there reading and I felt so much better afterward because the the tone of this book is also really warm and gentle and lovely and just like very kind. Um, So it was a perfect combination. But I think this is a great time to kind of pick something to read that you feel like will set you up to have a good fall or winter or not. But just like, I, I don't know, like I said, I think it's a good back to school you know, I think that transcends being in school. And and for me, it's still like, I want to do that. I want to, I want a new curriculum for the, <laughs> the year ahead. So that's one of the things I'm doing. Totally. That's awesome. I, I love that. I love also just like getting all cozy and like, it was great making it a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just like you're picking up a book and plopping down, but you're like making your environment all nice yeah, and stuff. Just like settling in. So that was great. Um, windows were open. That's always the best feeling when you can just have the windows open and it's like cool and fresh inside. Mm. So it was wonderful. I love that. So one of my favorite things, I'm I'm really into apples, Rachel, um, <laughs> which you know. I do. Anyone who knows this about me, I, I kind of overdid it. Uh, and now I'm not as into apples as I used to be. I think I like honestly just like ate too many apples in like, the last few years. Mm-hmm. But uh, but um, one thing I, I highly recommend for fall is like getting into apples if you're in a place where there are orchards because you can become like a sommelier. It's <laughs> like there's so many different kinds. Um, there's an awesome website called orangepippin.com where you can like research different varietals and you can like you can like start a journal with like tasting notes and wow. stuff like that. I, you can, That's hardcore. You, yeah. I mean, look, I am not fucking around. I'm talking <laughs> about apples here. Um And, you know, you can, I mean, a a huge thing to do in the fall in the Northeast and probably in other places too, but I don't know because I've never lived there, is going apple picking, which is a really good thing to do right now, particularly because it's a thing that you can do, you know, it's an outdoor thing you can Mm -hmm. do and you can like throw on a mask and uh, go to an orchard, especially like there are a bunch of ones that are doing um, like timed entry. Mm -hmm. So I, I highly recommend doing that just like as an activity to get you out of the house and then you know, I mean, I don't know, man. I I love like learning about new things. Like mm-hmm. I like to get really obsessed with something for uh-huh. like anywhere from like one month to a decade um, <laughs> and just invest yeah. like every spare moment of my energy, like getting involved in it. And and apples, I mean, any anything that you eat or drink, I feel like you can do this with, like you can get really obsessed with it and be the kind of annoying, but also impressive person at the party who is like telling you about like the tasting notes or whatever. Um, and it's really surprising. Like when you, when you start paying attention to like what you're tasting and the flavors and the flesh, and the skin, <laughs> it's, it's like a whole thing. And then you can like also talk to the people that grow the apples, which I used to do the Union Square Farmer's Market all the time. And there was this orchard that was always there that I loved called Sam Scott Orchard. And the 
woman who was in charge of it, I, I think eventually became like, I think she wanted to like eventually get like a restraining order against me. But <laughs> before I made it really weird, we would have a really good time talking about apples. So, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is um, get into apples, go apple picking. Um, I have a really good baked apple recipe Ooh. that we'll put in the show notes. Okay. That's like a, a, I love. Um, so just, just all things apples. I it's just this. a great autumn. And, you know, if you can't go to an orchard, if there's not one near you or for whatever reason, it's like not your jam, you can also do this at the supermarket. Like, because in the fall, you know, the, the stores will have different kinds of apples. You can get into it there too. Yeah. I love that. I think that also that kind of hits on what I was saying earlier, that like autumn is a time where you can feel a little bit more connected to nature or something that feels a little bit more spiritual. And I, I'm going to like maybe take it too far, but I'm just like, there's something about like knowing that there's all these different varieties of apples that were just, that just exist in the world through like, through the magic of nature that I think is like one of those things that you're just like, wow, I'm just eating this apple. Like, isn't this glorious? I don't know. I think that if you like let that in, it can be really, um, overwhelming and, and lovely. Um, I, you know, I feel this way about peaches in the summer and I feel like apples is the next thing about that where you're just like, this is, this is perfect. This is perfect that this thing exists and I can eat it. Like, isn't that incredible? It's wild. And it's like, it's in a package. Like you don't have to, there's nothing to like open. Like it's like just, it's a self-contained like piece of perfection. I'm telling you, this all goes back to mother nature being HBIC. <laughs> so, so I, I like apples. I, I genuinely, I, I don't want to say I love apples after hearing how you talked about them. I think that I have to put my <laughs> uh, appreciation in check, but I think I am thinking about pumpkin this year uh, as well as apples. And one of the things I'm doing is making some pumpkin treats. Um, so last year at Starbucks, they had this pumpkin cream cold brew, which was my entry into getting excited about a seasonal Starbucks drink that I was like, oh, this is going to be the thing when this comes Mm. back next year, I'm going to be so excited for. Um, I haven't been to a Starbucks since March and I'm not going to one anytime soon. So I'm acquiring the supplies to make my own uh, pumpkin cream cold brew at home. I found a recipe for like a copycat. And here's the thing. Um, Not only did I need to get equipment, I got a little milk frother, which is fine. Mm. Getting all of the different ingredients for this and then my other favorite uh, fall pumpkin recipe, which is these pumpkin butterscotch cookies, getting the ingredients for these two things has been an ordeal, which is probably a good thing. It's like something to do. Um, (laughs) There appears to be another pumpkin shortage. I feel like this happens every few years. I remember – I'm old enough to remember back in like 2011 when all the healthy living bloggers were just so obsessed with pumpkin and – then it ran out. And uh, that something like that is happening again. So I had to – my mom found pumpkin at her grocery store and shipped me like two big, huge cans of it. So I'm probably going to like freeze it in portions. Then I needed pumpkin pie spice. uh, Also couldn't easily find it and couldn't find ground ginger to make my own. So I had to get that from a different place. Uh, I ended up finding it at like target.com. So I had to order that. And then um, I needed butterscotch chips for these cookies. And those are always really hard to find in New York. I don't know why. Um, so my mom shipped me those too. So if you are planning on doing any fall baking, start looking now. Don't don't wait on pumpkin. It's, it's I don't know, it's drying up. A friend, a vlogger friend of mine also mentioned that she's having trouble finding it and she's in Pittsburgh. So wow, yeah, wow. It's, it's spreading. Wow. Yeah. If you're going to get involved with pumpkin this season, make sure you email Rachel's mom (laughs) soon so she can get used up. Um, That's wild. I wonder if it's like, is it the trend of everyone is just trying to cozy up right now? I think so. I think already for Thanksgiving or whatever. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I did some Googling. I didn't see anything about like, oh, there was a bad growing season or anything like that. Mm. There's no, listen, there's no mainstream reporting on this yet. I am, <laughs> I'm not sure what they don't want you to know, but uh, yeah, I there's no real coverage of it yet, but you heard it here first. Pumpkin is few and far between. If you find it, don't hoard it and sell it for $30 a can either, like we had in the fall or in the mm-hmm. spring. I'm, won't stand for pumpkin price gouging. But Absolutely given not. the way this year is going, I'm sure some enterprising person is already filling a U-Haul with pumpkin to like sell for a outrageous amount to those of us who just want to have a nice pumpkin treat this fall. Yeah. Did you see the um, – did you get these Facebook ads in like March and April of like these f- companies that were like f- fake selling – like hand sanitizer and no. wipes and stuff like that. Oh my god! It was yeah, it was it was like we have it, we're we have it in stock. And then you would look at the comments, and it would just be like hundreds of people being like, "I got scammed." Don't. <laughs> wow. So if you start seeing like Facebook ads for canned pumpkin, just you know, be be cautious. Yep. Be wary. <laughs> but yeah, um, breaking news like big pumpkin. What big pumpkin doesn't want you to know? Mm-hmm. Tune in to. Oh, I like that. We'll we'll keep you posted. <laughs> um. Just like another seasonal thing that I'm really into in autumn is Halloween decorations. Ooh, yes. Okay. Now, I was never this person like who was was who got really into Halloween. Um and I I'm going to admit to finding it like a little cheesy when people would get like really into it like when you would go to their home and all of a sudden they had like a bunch of uh like a bunch of ghosts and skeletons and stuff mm-hmm. like that but something some like switch flipped in me <laughs> where not only have I stopped thinking that like it's kind of cheesy I've now just wholeheartedly become just it's really now just like a big part of my brand mm-hmm. that I'm like I'm just really into um creepy Halloween decorations um part of it is that like I went to spirit the, the Halloween store mm-hmm. last year with my friend Carl um, we went on October 30th, which I do not recommend. Oh, no. Yeah, that's that's like too bleak. It's it's just too much. It was – I was very overwhelming. Like it was – yeah, it was like Times Square. But uh, <laughs> but what I discovered is that like there's so much awesome Halloween stuff. There is like really chintzy whatever stuff. Mm-hmm. But like for example, I left with these big um, zombie hands that mm-hmm. like go in the front they, we have them in our front yard. Um, they're, they're pretty big. They're a couple of feet high and I've started like decorating them seasonally. So like I, when it was, I kept them year round mm-hmm. and when it was Christmas time, I, I got little tiny Santa caps and I put one in each <laughs> finger. And then for Valentine's day, I have this big felt rose. I put that there for Valentine's day. And then, um, I, I made a big cardboard hand sanitizer thing and I put that out there. Um, for in like March. The point is, um, <laughs> you don't have to do year round Halloween decorations <laughs> because I do think that that you're sort of, um, crossing the boundaries of good taste. Mm-hmm, However, mm-hmm. I will say I've had friends here in Philly be like, Oh, I saw your yard on Instagram. <laughs> like Graham to zombie hands. Anyway. So, um, it's really, there's just a lot of fun stuff. There's like, you can get tombstones and skeletons and you can go all the fuck out like Mm -hmm. you can drop like hundreds of dollars (laughs) on some like dope ass Halloween decorations but if you're like me you can just get these they're called ground breakers which is like things that mm -hmm. look like they're coming out of the ground Mm -hmm. um I had a skeleton I got like skeleton parts and it looked like he was like trying to come out of the earth and then Mm. someone stole them um so that didn't (laughs) last too long but the point is there's just a lot of fun stuff and like we we don't 
have anything like in our house. It's mostly all like in the yard um, and out front because we just want to be like the festive Halloween house. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, that's like that's just like a fun seasonal thing to do. And like, you know, during the pandemic election season, like I just I'm kind of like grasping at straws for Mm -hmm. like a thing that's going to fill the void. So I'm basically (laughs) willing to try anything. Yeah. Um, and you know, once again this year, I think I'm going to get even more into Halloween decorations. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, if this sounds like remotely appealing to you, um, I would say check out some things you can order online and just like, even if it's like, even if you're in an apartment and you just want to get like a little skeleton to hang on the door, why not? Yeah. Um, our friend Tom has been just, his theme this year is skulls. So he's just like slowly acquiring different types of skulls and putting them in his apartment and hoping his boyfriend doesn't get creeped out. So, you know, just like a tasteful skull, some uh, a smattering sure. of bats perhaps, like just a little something. I love that. Yeah. And I mean, the nice thing about like these sort of like Halloween decorations is, is that like, I feel like you can go like really goth, mm-hmm. you can go really like creature feature, monstery, mm-hmm. you can just go sort of like dark and weird like you can just take this in a lot of directions but you can also go the opposite end of the spectrum which is like the christian girl autumn like leaves and pumpkins and like very very cozy um very instagram and pinterest friendly if that's more your vibe so there's something for everyone nothing wrong with that (laughs) um do we have other autumn things to talk about i think you have sunset times on here but that's it Oh, yeah. Well, I just want to just say like one other pitch for Autumn, which maybe this should have uh, gone earlier in the segment, but um, it's just that like another reason that like I think Autumn is important to appreciate is that as far as I'm concerned, the sun sets at the right time. Mm-hmm. My friend Zara pointed out to me that like all I was saying there is that it's when it's like in accordance with what I want. So it's not really objectively right. <laughs> sure, like, okay, technically, true, true, yeah. True, true. Um, but so for example, in July and August, on July 1st and August 1st in Philly, the sunset times were respectively 8.32 p.m. and 8.13 p.m. And that's just too late. No, like, that's not right. It, it, like, look, we get it, Summer. You're, it's light out late. Like, it's enough. Like, it's not supposed to be light that late. Then December 1st, the sunset time in Philly was 4.36 p.m., which is also way too early. Yeah. It's not that's so early. daytime. Yeah. It's so early. Um, on October 1st, sunset time in Philly was 6.42. Beautiful. Perfect. Perfect. That is That is right. It's correct. Like mm-hmm. seven o'clock is when it's supposed to be start getting dark. And mm-hmm. I realize I'm going against what I said earlier, which is that it's really cool when Mother Nature just like shows you who's boss. Mm-hmm. But um, whatever, we can contain multitudes. I can contradict <laughs> myself and I, ca- I can hold those contradictions, yep. Rachel. You can't. We both can. We all can. <laughs> we can and we will. Yep. Okay. So now that we've talked all about fall and why it rules. Um, let's move on to our next segment, which we are calling group chat. Um, group chat to me has like a dual meaning, which is, um, we're gonna talk about like group dynamics and relationships, that kind of thing. Also, it's the kind of thing that I think you talk about in your group chats Mm -hmm. with your friends. Absolutely. It's the, we've talked about this in the past, but like I am obsessed with the social dynamics of reality TV shows. I think we're both of us and everyone we know is obsessed with reading advice columns and Mm -hmm. sort of people giving advice or asking for it on the internet. So, um, and those are like the thing that great group chat conversations are made of. I mean, like text, literal group chats, but also what this segment will be about. Yes, totally. Well said. So 
we decided to uh, have our first ever group chat segment be about a, and I would say already classic, mm-hmm. instant classic post on Reddit's Am I the Asshole subreddit. Mm-hmm. Um, some of you will know this post just by hearing the phrase power words. <laughs> Um, but for the uninitiated, um, the post isn't that long, so I think I'll just read it. Okay, so the headline is, am I the asshole for getting angry? My girlfriend is wasting her power words on her friends. So here's the post. I, 30, male, have been dating my girlfriend, Jean, 21, female, for about a year now. Part of what I love about her most is that she's so supportive of me. I'm stuck in a dead-end job, really unhappy with where I am in life currently, so getting to hear her talk me up and tell me how awesome I'm doing is probably one of the few things that actually gets me through the day. When she tells me I'm great, I call those power words because knowing someone as hot, successful, and cool as she is thinks I'm doing good really gets me fired up. Recently, we got together on a Zoom meeting with some of our friends. One of our friends, Trish, was mentioning that she was nervous for a driving exam, so Jean was trying to reassure her, which would be fine, except she used the exact same phrasing she uses when she's powering me up. I got really upset and stayed quiet for the rest of the movie. When she asked me what was wrong, I told her the truth. I feel like she shouldn't be wasting my power words on other people. I need them most, and when she says things like, oh, I think you're the most incredible guy ever, and then goes and tells her friend that she thinks she's incredible, that's really disheartening. It makes me feel like nothing she says is real. I've got a big project at work coming up soon, and now I can't get hyped because I know whatever she tells me is meaningless. (laughs) I've really hurt her feelings by saying her platitudes were meaningless, but I just feel betrayed. Am I the asshole? Sally, what do you think? Is this person the asshole? Rachel, this person... (laughs) Is the asshole the Mm -hmm. end? Yeah, that's real open and shut case here. Um, Honestly, though, hearing that asshole isn't the word that comes to mind for me. It's like you're just a baby. Like this is baby. This is so immature. First of all, it's a compliment or perhaps an affirmation. This the term power words is incredibly. uh, It's interesting. Is all that he feels the need to think of them as power words. And I I think it feels very like affirmations for boys. Um it's it's just I don't embarrassing, like cringe. It's just, I'm cringing listening to him talk about this in these terms. It's it's really immature. Yeah. I mean all of the adjectives you just used I think are totally right on. Um and it totally does affirmations for boys is perfect. It reminds me of like when you see an ad for Greek yogurt, but it's like for men. Yeah. Then and it's, it's like called fo- like power yogurt <laughs> yeah, or something. And it's like protein packed and it's like right. you know, big muscle. It's like, okay, we get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, like this is like, yeah, just power words as a phrase is kind of amazing in, in that reason or for that reason. Um, the other thing is that like, like there are so many specific things in this post that are in and of themselves like red flags mm-hmm. about the kind of person this guy is. Yeah. Um, that it's like power words ends up being actually like the um, it's like it's like oh you buried the lead because yeah. when I read this I actually see that you're you're incredibly like immature, selfish, and requiring like kind of a your girlfriend is like kind of an instrument that like makes you feel a way about yourself. Yeah. Also, we can't overlook the fact that this guy is 30 and his – 30 or 31 and his girlfriend, he's 30, she's 21. Mm -hmm. Like 
obviously at this point that's kind of a trope of these subreddits, but like it's it when I see that I'm I'm immediately like what's going on here? Like when I was 30, I don't even know if I had any friends who were 21, not because I like wouldn't be friends with a 21-year-old, but I would never want to date a 21-year-old. Like that is just such a big age gap. You're in such different life stages that is that raises so many questions about what his deal is. And so the fact that not only is he 30 and dating a 21-year-old, he's also upset with her because she's not hyping him up enough for right. his big presentation. Like, I don't know, maybe it's because she's still in college. Like Right, right. What's yeah, going I mean, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um it's, you know, it's really tough to read this and not feel like there's a lot of stuff that can be kind of understood through the fact that there is this age gap because he's such like almost like a parody mm-hmm. of an of an immature like a of a like of a man boy mm-hmm. who needs like a a mommy wife <laughs> to like <laughs> you know to like get him through the day. So like, you know, I I try to like I think you can accept the like kind of reality that like the trope of like men with much younger women, there's often something going on there that is like something like this or Mm -hmm. maybe something creepy or whatever. But of course, there's also people who have big differences in their ages and it's not weird and creepy or or bad or an indication of something um, that's like off. But the thing is, when you read this, you're like, oh, well, you you are you are fulfilling. You yeah. have been sent by central casting to be the <laughs> immature older dude right. that's dating a younger woman who is both his mommy and his girlfriend. Right. Um. The, so I, whenever I read these, I tend to think like, what should everyone involved have done instead, or like, mm-hmm. what is the most generous ge- generous? What is the most generous view of this person? And I think that if he had said, you know, my girlfriend always gives me really specific compliments that are really meaningful to me. And then I heard her turn around and give those exact same highly specific compliments to her friend. And I was kind of bummed out about it. So I asked her about it. That would be a very different thing. And like, that's just, there's no, that's not what happened here. No, right, right. Like not at all. And I don't think it's that like he couldn't articulate that. I think that just isn't what happened here. Um, like, but that would be a reasonable thing. So I don't want to say that, like, it's that he's a complete asshole for being a little bit miffed about something of this nature. But mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like these quote unquote power words were that specific. Ultimately, like, saying somebody is incredible is not the same as saying, you know, you are the most talented public speaker I've ever met. I'm so impressed by all of the presentations you've shown me that you've done at work in the past. I know this one's going to be great because all of them are. And then turning around and saying the same thing to a friend about their work. Like, yeah, that would feel a little bit weird, but it doesn't sound like that's what was happening here. It sounds like she used the word incredible. Um, Maybe he didn't go into enough detail in this post, but he seems like the kind of guy who would say specifically what it was. so I'm getting the sense that that's not what happened here. But like, yeah, it's fine to feel a little bit bummed if something you thought was specific to you from your partner was not. But I don't I don't think that's what was going on here. No, it doesn't seem like it was. And and of course, like if someone is like, you're the you're the best Scrabble opponent I've ever had, or like you make the best cocktail I've I've ever tasted in my life. And then you hear them give, saying to someone else that they make the best cocktail, the best Scrabble opponent. Of course, that makes you wonder how genuine the compliment was in the first place. Um, but like you said, that's not what is happening here. And then the other thing is that like 
he he it's he also talked about like feeling betrayed and he's like I feel like I hurt her feelings by saying her platitudes were meaningless like I just I can't imagine like turning to a supportive partner and being like your platitudes are meaningless like it's like taking it to 11 like right out of the gate right it's yeah buddy you're the asshole like come on what are you doing yeah yeah this this dude if you so um a, a thing that I find kind of funny and entertaining about this is that um in the Am I the Asshole subreddit, you're not supposed to downvote assholes. You're actually mm. supposed to upvote them so that more people see it and like mm. weigh in on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was upvoted 886 times. Mm. And he has a Reddit karma of 445, <laughs> which means that he's been downvoted so much that his karma is lower than the number of upvotes he got. Wow. Um, which I just, you know, it, it's Am I the Asshole is, is kind of a magical place in many ways. And, and one of the ways that I think it's magical is like, a community of people coming together specifically to tell a man how he's an asshole with respect to the way he's treating a woman in yeah. his life. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is part of what makes it so satisfying to read is that the the judgment is so swift uh, in in the correct way is the way it should be, um, particularly with these, these older men who are just assholes, but not always even older, but like often, um, but just men who treat women badly are often very quickly told yeah, no, that's like absolutely not cool. You need to stop this right now. Right, right. Yes, the judgment is swift. It's it's decisive. And it's also, I think the other like aspect of it that's very rewarding as a reader of the Am I the Asshole subreddit is that I feel like we could do an interesting like taxonomy of the kinds of posts you get mm-hmm. on this and like the kinds of assholes there are. But like one thing that you see a lot is um, it's oftentimes men posting these Am I the Asshole questions that they should be embarrassed to like have done and they should be embarrassed to even like share. Yeah. Like because they're so clearly the asshole, mm-hmm. but it, it's it's so far they, – they like – they need arbitration like to them. Yeah. It's like not clear. And so they're like can you imagine being this asshole and articulating this like and not realizing that you're the asshole? Like sitting down and writing that out and still having the question of and am still I having the, the question. Yeah. Right. It's like it's not enough. It's like first he did this. Then he sat down, wrote the question. Then he posted it. Right. And then in the comments, he kind of like defended himself and like tried to expand on his point. And um, I think that's that's like another, I guess like maybe this is like part of the schadenfreude of like the Am I the Asshole subreddit. But like there is something very rewarding about the clueless Mm -hmm. being being like having a mirror held up basically. Yeah, because they're coming in there. I don't think you would post there if you – this isn't universally true, but I think a lot of people posting there want the arbitration because they think they're going to be not the asshole. And so to have everyone – I'm like, what does that feel like to be so confident and then have everyone be like, absolutely no, you are the asshole. Right. Right. So so confident that you're like, I call them my power words. Yeah. It's like, dude, Mm-mm. uh-uh, no. Um, yeah. I don't know. Anything else to say about this? Am I the asshole? I don't think so. I think he's the asshole and uh, I will be thinking of power words for a long time to come. I also will. Please. Also, we're going to like explain how to contact us in a little bit, but please write in if there's an am I the asshole thread that you want us to talk about. I would would say please. Yeah, please, please write in so we can we can do that. Yep. Okay, so now that we've banged our 
little judge's gavel and we've we've ruled him the asshole along with like all of reddit uh <laughs> let's move on to uh our last segment which we are calling a nice thing to end on great yeah so you know we just do something that like we're thinking about something that we saw or something that we're excited about just like a nice thing to mm. To, to wrap up the show. So Rachel, do you want to kick us off? Yeah. So um, my nice thing to end on this week goes back to our earlier segment about fall. And one of the things that I am doing that I have been looking forward to since the end of summer and now it's finally time is I'm putting together little fall care packages for my friends. Um, so just collecting little things, kind of like stocking stuffers that are fall reminiscent and that kind of acknowledge that we're moving into a new season. This is like something I'm sending to people who have been mostly staying in. So I feel like it's a little bit of a way of saying like, here are some things to like make your fall indoors a little bit nicer um, to mark the season, even though it feels bad. So um, I got a postage scale over the summer and a printer so that I can send packages from home. I've wanted one for so long. And that is what the scale, not the printer, but the printer also was was high on my list. So um these two things together make it possible to send packages without having to go to the post office. So I'm super excited about it. And uh, Sally, you should be receiving yours maybe today, actually. <gasps> yeah, I'm really, I'm really oh excited to, based on some of the things you said in this episode, I'm like really excited about things in your care <gasps> package. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Yeah. So what's uh, your, what's your nice thing to end on? So awesome. So my nice thing to end on is, uh, is like, it's pretty simple. It's maybe pretty banal, but the ritual of the changing of the seasons is you, one can mark by the comforter coming off the bed or going back on the bed, depending mm -hmm. on like the, the temperature. So, um, in our home, in our bed, we have like, uh, we have sheets as many <laughs> people do. Uh -huh. And then, um, over the summer. So when it gets warm, we take off like our, our big old like comforter that's like in a nice duvet. And, um, because you know, when the weather gets warm, it starts to feel oppressive. So mm -hmm. you rip it off and you yep. put it away. <laughs> now it's like cool and mm -hmm. it's like time to bring it back on. Yeah. So we took the comforter out and I have to tell you that like the first night you go to sleep under the comforter and the first morning you wake up in the comforter, it's like, it's so cozy, mm -hmm. like just feeling the weight, the extra weight of mm -hmm. that. And, you know, you're not like when it gets like later into winter, it's so bitterly cold that your experience of being under the blankets is like, oh, God, please, like, I right. just don't want to expose any part of my body. And you're mm -hmm. that you're kind of like fixated on that. But when it's like kind of, you know, early in the fall and it's just a little cool, you just need a little something because there's a crisp breeze coming in through the window. It's just like the coziest, nicest feeling. Mm -hmm. It makes me totally understand why people like weighted blankets because just mm -hmm. even like the extra weight just feels so nice. It just, you really feel like you're being held by your yeah. comforter. Oh, that's great. This is reminding me that I think we stayed in a, an Airbnb last winter that had like a really lovely duvet on it and to the point where I emailed the, um, the owner and or like message him through Airbnb and was like, where, where are your pillows and duvet from? Because it's so lovely. They were from Ikea and we were like, okay, let's buy that from Ikea. So nice. this is reminding me that I want to do that soon as a little way to prepare for winter. Cause it was so fluffy and like everything you're Ugh. describing, I'm like, that was his comforter. I need to own it. So nice. Yeah. So nice. Um, okay. <laughs> well, I think we, we like, uh, achieved our goal of ending on something nice. Yeah. That was the wonderful. care packages and mm -hmm. the comforter. Yeah. I feel, I feel good about my day ahead. 
I do too. Yay. I might just go get under the covers. <laughs> okay. So thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of Oh, I Like That. Please rate us and review us on iTunes uh, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. That really helps the show. You can also follow us on Twitter at Oh, I Like That Pod or email us at Oh, I Like That Pod at gmail.com. And then if you want to follow either of us, I am the underscore R-E-W-M and Sally is at Sally T. And uh, yeah, we hope you'll say hi. Send us your favorite Am I the Asshole or advice column questions and keep coming back for more. Heck yeah. Oh, I Like That is produced by Rachel and Sally and edited by Lucas. Lucas.